0: You're listening to a live service from Faith Worship Center, Portia, Arkansas. If you have your Bibles tonight, we want you to turn to the great small book of Habakkuk over in the Old Testament. I'll give you a minute to find it. It's not the easiest book in the Bible to find, but I want you to look at it. We'll have it up on the screen, but it's still always good to have your Bible. If you come to church and need your Bible, turn to the book of Habakkuk. Chapter number 3. I want to cut right in the middle of Habakkuk's prayer as he prays for mercy for God's people, for the people of Judah. And let's look at it. It's on the screen if you haven't found it. And the Bible says this, O Lord, I've heard thy speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make known. In the wrath, remember mercy. O Lord, I have heard thy speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make it known. In the wrath, remember mercy. I'm glad that God remembers mercy. If he's going to deal with me, he needs to remember some mercy. Amen. I want to use for a subject tonight the revival of the church. Now, why don't you listen to some things that I have to say tonight. Some of it uh, was not going to probably be the most popular things that will be said. Uh, just bear with me. You know my heart, and I hope you do if you know me very well at all. I mean no offense to anybody, but we're going to bring out a few facts and talk about a few things, the revival of the church. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, again, as always, we thank you for your presence. We thank you, God, for each and every one that here, ask you, God, that your spirit would continue to rest upon us, Lord, from the pulpit to the seats. God, I ask you to reach down and to check our hearts, Lord, and I pray that your word would go forth over the airways, that it would have free course and be glorified in every heart. In Jesus' name we ask it, we believe it, amen, amen. My, I'll tell you what, it's been a great start to 2021. It's just been a wonderful, wonderful time, Our, uh, our our. our, our crowds have been great, people, I mean people have responded to the presence of the Lord and uh, we've seen God do some great things. I've heard testimonies of people uh, being healed. Uh, we've seen people saved already this year. and uh, hey, we've got it off to a, a good start. And I'm glad to say, that there if somebody's listening and watching over Facebook uh, in, in case you don't know in case you haven't heard, there is a spirit of revival going on in faith worship center Amen. there's a spirit of reviving going on in Faith worship center, and we're so so thankful for it you know in this in this community, there is a need for a spirit filled church, and there is a need for a true uh, i mean let me I wish I could capitalize that a true moving of the Holy Spirit, a moving and operation of God's Spirit. And it, it is a, there's a lot of stuff going on in churches, but not all of it is true. Not all of it is of God. But there is still a need for a true moving of God's Spirit. And uh, we, we serve, and, and again, my heart, and I hope it's your heart too as well, because we all know people that need to be saved. We all know people that, that, that are, that are uh, dealing with things in their physical body, and they need a miracle. They need a healing. We all know people that are bound by sin in every capacity that need to be delivered. And I'm here to tell you tonight that the same God, if you will go back and look at the birth of the church in the book of Acts, everything that happened there, the same God that did it then can still do it today. He can still do what he did then, and he can, he's still the same God even today. It's time for a great revival, not just in this area, but even across this nation. Our nation is in shambles. It's in a mess. It's in, I don't really got to convince you of that tonight. If you you watch even a little bit of the news, you will see how much evil, conniving junk there is going on, even in our government, in our political system. And it is sickening. It is very disheartening. And you as a believer, you better make it a matter of prayer to pray for your country. You ought to make it a matter of prayer to pray for your leaders, to pray for your president. Oh, well he ain't my president. No, you can't say that. He is the president. That's an office that deserves respect. It deserves honor regardless of who sits in it but you ought to pray if you don't like what they do pray that God would convict them and change their heart and bring them around and open up their eyes to the truth I will respect that office and not agree with anything they may do that just causes me to have to pray more because again I've said it over and over again if we're going to, as a believer, your prayer is not just for this nation, for the God to move up on our leaders and the powers that be, but you need to continue to pray that the avenue for the gospel to continue to go forth across the United States is not hindered, no matter what kind of policy that they pass. That's right. It's already going across their desk right now uh, to 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 give a fine or even to put you in jail for for anybody preaching against homosexuality. Cross the border up there into Canada, and they will lock you up right now. Right. They don't. Nobody in society now. They they don't really know what true love really is. That's right. Come on. Amen. They have a wrong aspect of what true love really is but what is a true revival it's not one where everybody begins to shout and sing and begins to feel good we love the feel good services but a lot of times the problem with the feel good services uh, not everybody nobody gets changed we do good on sunday morning but monday morning we done lost it we don't know but, I'm, but a, a true revival is not one where we see how many nights we can go. I hear people uh, brag about revivals, and, and I hope they're good, and I know that they probably were, but hey, we went six weeks in a revival every night, you know, and hey, that's all good. That's right. But that's not what true revival truly is, just because you got so many weeks in a row that you've went to church. And it's not one where people come... And they're not refreshed and no one is saved. That's not a true revival. Just because you gather and call it a revival does not mean you have had a true revival. True revival is brought about by true repentance. That's what true revival is. True revival is is one where sin is called out. Sin is preached on. Heaven is preached as being real. Hell is preached as being hot. And, and there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. A true revival is one where even your normal faithful church members are even pushed to the edge. And it's one where nobody is comfortable sitting still if they are being convicted. Because the convicting power of the Holy Spirit runs rapid in a true revival, because again, the theme of a revival is to bring people to an altar of repentance. And it's very important that we understand that. It's one not just where for sinners to be saved, but one where everyone begins to examine themselves. It's one that makes you, even as a believer, a true revival is one that will make a believer go home and begin to clean out the refrigerator. Because right. maybe there might be something in there that the Lord not really pleased with. That's right. Believers, well, yeah, yeah. Believers deal with this kind of stuff. We can hide a lot behind a pretty face, smile. Well, we can do all that real good, brother Charles. It's one that makes you go home and begin to clean out that entertainment center. That's right. There might be some shows in there that I, I probably don't really need to be watching. A true revival is one that makes you begin to clean up some websites. Oh, that's right. Or kids, leer me out. Maybe some apps. That's, right. that's a lie from the pit of hell right there. That's a tool. That's a tool. It's one that will makes a, makes, might even make somebody make a little tuning adjustment on the radio. When I'm by myself, nobody else really knows that I might slip over and listen to some hand spitting or some rock and roll. You know what I'm talking about. I don't know why people, I mean, you you can't even understand the words of it. I don't know why people waste their time. I don't know why people get paid for that. That blows my mind. That blows my mind. I have to work hard and beg somebody to pay me. Anyway. When a revival is taking place, you don't have a problem identifying the church and the world because when a true revival, a true moving operation of the Holy Spirit is going on, you can definitely see a difference between the church and the world. You don't got to look real hard to find the difference between the, which one is a church and which one is the world. A true revival exposes sin because of the power of God moving upon people. A true revival is a revival that will make a dad begin to be a dad. It will make a mom begin to be a mom. It will make a husband be a husband, a wife being a wife. A true revival changes everything. A true re- let, let me say this, probably not going to like it, but a true revival causes those that are so-called in our society now, the wonderful popular term now is shacking up. It will cause them to make a little bit of changes in their living. We might need to make some adjustments here. Oh, yeah. that's, right. that's what a true revival will do. A true revival extends love to the drunk. That's right. A true revival extends love to the drug addict. That's right. It will show love to a homosexual like they've never known. I wish we had three I wish we had a whole church of them. Amen. I do. It'll show love to the gossiper. It'll show love to the murderer, to the pedophile. It will. It will show love to each and every one. Right. It's time when the Holy Spirit. It's a, it's a time when a true revival takes place. It's a time when the Holy Spirit begins to peel back some of the calloused hide or maybe some of the seared over conscience and go to work. And He begins to go to work. Some things we might have swept off in the corner, in the closet and forgot about. He wants to open it up, clean the cobwebs out and let's go to work. A true revival is when believers begin to seek for the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in another tongue. And, and you know what? It will cause people to take the baptism of the Holy Spirit and, to, and to, uh, uh, to come to terms with it, if you will. It will cause them to come to terms with it. Well, do I, do I want to seek God for this? Or do I want to just hang on, not swallow my pride and just kind of hang on to the way I was raised and hang on to my tradition and not accept what, all that God has for me? We got quiet there a minute. But it will cause you to come to terms with what the Bible says about the baptism with the Holy Spirit. I've had people want to try to argue with me, and I, 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 I'm sorry. Hey, I, you don't got to explain it to me. You need to explain that to the Lord. That's right. I, don't want, I, don't, I don't know how to. I mean, your, 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 your argument's not with me. We can't take the book of Acts chapter 2 and rip it out. A true revival will cause people's heart to be opened up to all that God has for them. A true revival stirs up faith. In church, faith always moves God. It always moves God. God honors faith. Habakkuk was crying for revival for the people of Judah. He is asking the Lord to revive his works in the midst of the years. He is asking the Lord to pretty much remember the people of Judah here. And at this time, the children of Israel, the Israelites were split from the northern to the southern. Judah being in the southern and, and Israel being in the northern at that time. And they they were split. And again, the Chaldeans were about to come in and to get him and he's God is asking the or Habakkuk is asking God for a revival asking him to revive his works again and asking him to to remember the covenant that he had with his people and the glory that followed his people throughout the time and as he goes back and remembers and 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 his Habakkuk re, 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 understands that. God's people uh, when, when He sees how God has brought them out of Egypt and He's brought them uh, through the wilderness and He's he's taken them from this area to this area and from all the way up through the from the judges all the way up through the kings and everything else and He, he sees them how God has been with them all the way up to this point and He's asking God to remember His covenant and to revive His works again because He has a heart for the people of Judah. He has a heart to see them to turn their hearts toward God and to repent of their sin because their hearts were hardened. And Habakkuk, as he begins to cry out to God, he says, God, could you just remember mercy? Could you just remember mercy? And you know, the sad part about it is if the people had uttered the same words as Habakkuk with sincerity and with a brokenness of heart, the Lord would have revived His work. But they didn't. Because again, their hearts were hardened because of sin. And there was no repentance. There was no repentance. Habakkuk is crying to God again to remember His mercy. If people will repent, God will remember mercy. That's right. Anybody and everybody can be saved from anything and everything. That's right. I don't care who you are, what your name is, what your name is not. I don't care how much money you have, how much money you don't have. Anybody and everybody can be saved from anything and everything. Faith, worship, center, my heart's cry is for God to revive the works He did in the book of Acts. That's my heart. I want to see see God do some great things. Because again, He brought it out a couple weeks ago. The main product that we see in the book of Acts, that's not just the outpouring of the Spirit. It's not just for the miracles that took place, but the thousands upon thousands upon thousands of souls that was added to the kingdom. That's why I want to see the book of Acts take place again. That's why I want to see things take place again as they did back then. And, and, and I, want to, I do want to see uh, the, 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 the church go through and to, to see the true operation of the gifts and the manifestations. And I want to see souls and souls and more souls. If we'll come together in unity praying for a true revival that starts with us as an individual. Let it, it has to start with, I mean, judgment begins in the house of the Lord. That's right. This house right here first. And then when I allow it to start with me, when you allow it to start with you, then it moves into the church as a whole. And then when it moves into the church, we can, together, impact the community and make heaven look a lot different. Again. Again. We got family. We still need to get saved. We still need to see get saved. And we we got we got uh, their souls still uh, there to win. The harvest is still there. There's definitely a need for it. When our society that we live in now is calling good evil and evil good, there is a need for a true revival across this nation. The gospel needs to be heard, it needs to be realized, and it needs to be accepted. It's time that you and I, again, have a burden for souls. When's the last time that God laid somebody up on your heart to to, uh, burden you with them, and you wake up in the night crying for them that God would save their soul? When's the last time you ask God to put somebody, burden them up on your heart? No matter who they are, don't walk past anybody. It doesn't matter who they are. My brother and I run into somebody the other day, and in passing, we didn't have a lot of time to talk. Uh, we, we, we just, just kind of in passing visiting, and, and uh, we, we uh, an acquaintance of a guy we know, and I don't mean this bad, but he's not. It's not one that everybody's going to invite to their church. And I don't, he, he knows him better than I do, but I said, uh, hey, where, where are you living at now? He said, Black rock. How convenient. You know, that's just right up the road from Portia where we go to church. And I looked at my brother and I said, don't we got an extra seat for him? And he said, you know what, matter of fact, we do, and we would love to have you and your family to come. You see, because I, when I say that I don't care what they look like or what they smell like, I want them in this church, I mean that with every bit of my heart. I mean that with every bit of my heart. I mean that. I want them. I need them. You need them. The kingdom needs them. God has a place for any of that. The Bible says, for whosoever will. It mentions nothing about their name or what they smell like. Very important that we understand that. And I hope that you have a heart for souls. I I hope that you have a heart to see people saved. I want a true revival. Uh, If we want a true revival, then we must must be in tune with the voice of the Holy Spirit. We must be in tune with the voice of the Holy Spirit. But see, that's a problem in the church world as a whole. That is a problem with the church world as a whole. They're not in tune with the Holy Spirit. I want them to bring up Revelation chapter 22, verse number 17. About four or five verses to the end of the whole canon of Scripture. This is closing out the great canon of Scripture. This verse is the great commission of the church. This is the great commission of the church to set and tell people to come, to invite people to come, to tell people about Jesus. To tell, if you look at the verse before that, it called Jesus, said, He is the bright and morning star in verse number 16. Verse number 17 says, why don't you come? More or less what it's saying is, why don't you come to the bright and morning star? Right. He is the bright and morning star. But here's what I find today in the church world when I look and I evaluate and I look around. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come. Let him that heareth say, Come. Let him that is a thirst come. Whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. You see, the Spirit and the Bride, which is the church, is put in the same boat here. But see, what I find today, when I look at the church world as a whole, what the Spirit is saying and what the church is saying is two different things. They're not saying the same thing. That's a problem. The Spirit is saying, come. And we got churches that are more focused on having a Super Bowl party in their their Sunday night service than they are having a moving and operation of the Holy Spirit. That tells me they're not saying they're they're not on the same page there. The Spirit and the bride are not both saying come as they are commissioned to to say the same thing together. The Spirit and bride say come. The Spirit and the church should be about the, about the great commission and in bringing in souls being about the harvest. I'm telling you something. The Spirit is going to do His part. He's going to do it. And it's up to the church to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit to be led and guided and directed by Him if we're going to be about the Great Commission to bring people in and to see a revival of souls that we have never ever seen before. But no, the church and the and, and the Spirit are not saying the same thing at all. Again, uh, they're more focused on their agenda. They're more focused on the denomination. They're more focused, to, I said this last Sunday I think, they're more, fo- more focused on bringing in a light and a smoke show. They're more focused in having a Starbucks out in their foyer. They're more focused on uh, on having a pet blessing Sunday, where you can bring your pets and let us anoint them with oil and bless your pets. They're more they're more focused on having a rock and roll concert for their kids. So that tells me that the Spirit and the Bride are not saying the same thing. The Spirit and the Bride should be, in the as, the as the church is in tune with the Spirit, they will be saying the same thing, and that will be to come and receive of the water of life freely for whosoever that thirst. That's right. And it's very important. It, it, is, it is the commission that the church must not ever overlook. Again, It's not... There's a problem there. The balance is way off. The balance is way off when the Spirit and the church are not on the same page. God help us. If a true revival, if a true revival of repentance moved across this nation, there'd be a lot of churches that have to close their doors or change what they're preaching. Because, again, you can find a church in about every town to fit whatever you want to believe in. Don't matter if it's right or wrong. Well, I mean, it does. But regardless if it's right or wrong, you can find one to suit your needs, whatever you think you need. And that's a shame. But, again, the Spirit... And the bride or the church, they must get. If we want a revival, we got to be on the same page. We got to be on the same page. We got the Spirit and the church has to be saying the same thing. We got to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit if we want God to move and to do some great and mighty things. And again, I'm thankful that. Uh, that this church is a church that believes in the moving and operation of the Holy Spirit, as we strive to to keep order, to to keep an open ear to the Lord, and and to listen to Him as He leads and as He guides and as He directs. And and you know what? Uh, we're we're seeing we're we're seeing God do some great things because we're seeing the effects of the message of the cross as we look across this congregation and we see testimony after testimony after testimony of what God has done, of what God is doing. And what people believe that God is going to do, and we see that we see families sitting here that once was broken apart. We see people that was once bound by drugs and alcohol uh, sitting here, uh, changed and saved and set free by the power of God. We we, we see we, I mean everybody in here comes from all walks of life, and, and, and you know, and it's something when we see how God has brought everybody together. Look back twenty years ago, you probably wouldn't thought thought you'd have been sitting here, but I'm telling you, God has brought everybody together for a reason and for a purpose. And that purpose is as you you and I unite together, asking God to start with us, move into our church, we will and we can impact this community and and utilize the platform that God has given us to to reach souls for the kingdom of God. To reach souls for the kingdom of God. We had a meeting just before church with our with the with the youth team to hear their visions. To hear their visions, to hear their their goals that they want to see. And and the goals that they they want to see and and as as I as I hear have how the our youth teams they have a, a heartbeat for your children. They invest so much time voluntarily for your kids. For your kids. And it's and it's something. It is something to 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 see that when you have a have a church and and you know what we heard from uh, from from the 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 primary class and then the children's church class. Um, what what do you need from us? And both of the responses. One of the responses had had some things that they had to talk about. But but yes. But one of the things that they're seeing is we we we're going to have to have more room before too long. Going to have to have more room before too long. I'll tell you, that's, a, that's what a problem to have. And we're thankful for that. I'm thankful for people that invest their time and, and invest in, in their ministry and working for the kingdom of God. But again, there's still work yet to be done. There's still work yet to be done. I'm asking and I'm believing God for revival that I have not ever seen before, that this church has not ever seen before, a revival, a harvest of souls. I'm believing God for that. I'm asking God to revive the works, revive His works that He did in the book of Acts and to remember mercy one more time. Remember mercy one more time. And I've come to tell you, not not just for those to be saved, but again, those that have been asking God to heal, Don't give up. Don't give up. God's heard your prayer. I believe that. God has heard your prayer. He knows your heart. Don't give up. Keep asking God. Keep believing God. You're not alone. Hey, we're we're joining together with you. We're calling you out to prayer weekly. I promise you, we are asking God to meet your every need. God is still a healer. And and please, don't ever let your faith fail. Continue to, to believe God for healing. Believe God for great and mighty things. He is a big God. It does not matter how big the need is. Take it to Him anyway. Take it to Him anyway. But I'm ready. I want to see more people changed. I want to see more people ch- changed. I'm not satisfied yet because, well, for one thing, the Lord's not returned yet. The trump of God is not sound. And I still see some empty seats. So I'm not satisfied yet. I ain't satisfied. There's still families that I want to reach. There's still, there's still more. And uh, I, I jokingly told them, I said, and this is the truth, I'm, I, I'm talking to a family that got nine kids. They, they're going to have to make some room. <laughs> got to make some room. I pray that God will, God will open the door, will continue to open up a door. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't say that boastfully, but my heart is God put somebody in my path. I, somebody needs to hear the message that's changed my life. Somebody needs to hear it. Somebody's got to hear it. Somebody's got to tell. Somebody's got to tell. And I hope it's your heart and you as a body, you as a body, I want to tell you something. As a church, we're investing in you every week on Wednesday nights in Bible study. We're investing in your Christian walk. Why is that important? Because it's there that you learn to be a witness. It's there that you learn to be a witness. for, for you. You learn the foundation and you learn what to tell somebody you got something to tell somebody. Well, first of all, if you allow God to change your life and, and, and you allow Him to, to, to do some, some supernatural things in your life, that's a testimony all on its own. And somebody, you may run into somebody, God will able to put somebody in your path that's going through the same thing that God just pulled you out of. That's right. Somebody got to testify about the goodness of God to somebody else. But we're investing in your Christian walk every Wednesday night. In teaching you how to live for God, how to walk with God Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And even on Sunday, we're, in, we're investing in you and discipling you, so it's important that we make... The house of God a priority. It's, a, it's important that we make the things of God a priority so that we can learn as we grow together. Why is that important? Because people, we've got to get the Brother, My preached a message on Wednesday night about getting out, going out into the four walls. We can't just stay right here. But we've got to get this message out, and we've got to be a witness outside these four walls. Amen. And it's important. It's so very important. The kingdom of God is at stake here we got to fight for the kingdom. we got to fight for the kingdom. And I hope it's your prayer. I hope it's your desire to see more and more people come in. I hope that you have a heart for revival. I hope that you have a heart for revival, a heart to see people come in and change by the power of God. Amen. Amen. Would you stand to your feet? Brother Jeff, would you help me tonight? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, by your heads and your hearts. Heavenly Father, again, we thank you for your word. I thank you, God, for everything that you've done thus far in this service. And as we've since, you're moving your operation of your spirit. God, I ask you to let this word be a challenge to everyone's heart. God, as we understand that your word would plainly teach us that Judgment has to begin at the house of the Lord. God, let that be a challenge for everyone of us to examine ourselves, Lord, to, to, to desire a true revival. God, that prayer would be a it would be something that is, that, that is brought back in in the home, in the every home, oh Lord, that people and families would find themselves uh, praying together and spending time with you, Lord. And God, as revival breaks out in the home, that it makes its way to the church. And God, as it makes its way through the church, that God, it busts these four walls out. And God, so we can see souls and people brought in in the harvest, gathered for the kingdom. And I thank You for it, God. I praise Your wonderful and Your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to open the altars up for each and every one of you. I want you to find you a place to pray. I want you to find you a place to pray. Pray for revival. Pray for revival. Pray for your country. Pray for your nation. Pray for souls. Call out somebody that's on your mind right now that don't know Jesus. Call them out to God right now in prayer. Let your heart beat for souls. Church, we got to have revival. we got to have revival. There's still people in our community that if they don't hear about the gospel, the good news of the gospel, they will not make heaven their home. They will not make heaven their home if somebody don't tell them about Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. My God, let it beat in our hearts. Oh, let it beat in our hearts, oh God. Oh, Lord, let our hearts beat for souls. Let our hearts beat for souls, oh God. There's still souls to rescue. There's still souls to save. Send the light. Oh, send the light, God. The gospel light. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Praise the Lord. My God, we want more. My God, we want more. I can't control I want more of you God I want more
0: If you are blessed by this message you can find us on facebook at faith worship center porsche arkansas our contact for prayer or donations is by mail faith worship center p.o box 296 porsche arkansas 72457 through messenger or paypal you can find that link on facebook also thank you and god bless you and your family